0: The matter of eternal salvation is not an issue that's up for debate. In other words, we don't negotiate with God on the terms of salvation. God has established the terms. His Word presents it as truth for us to personally Humbly accept. We do that through genuine, sincere faith in Christ. Salvation is available to all, but we all come to God the same way. Because that's hard for some people, Stephen called this message, Why are so few people saved?
1: The average person on the street today believes salvation can be custom-made you just need to be sincerely religious, and, and everything's going to work out just fine. You know, I've often heard the rather famous quote of Gandhi, who once said that all religions are fundamentally the same. But That isn't what the Bible says at all. Jesus clearly said, no one comes to the Father. That is, no one reaches heaven except through me, John 14, verse 6. And listen, if Jesus is just one of many ways to God— Have you ever wondered why he wasn't intelligent enough to just stay in heaven and avoid the cross, dying for our sins, and just point to one of those other ways to heaven? Now, let me tell you, friends, the popular view that you can make up your own way to heaven, that's always going to be appealing. In fact, it's appealing because you get to play God and you get to create your own path in life. Well, today on this wisdom journey, we're going back to the Gospel of Luke, chapter thirteen, where Jesus is asking a really interesting question about salvation, and I want to pull from this text what what I'd like to call five truths about eternal life. Now, here's the first truth: salvation demands a heart of humility, and let me tell you, that's a big problem with people today. Verse twenty-two says. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? Now, you notice this question assumes that there aren't going to be that many saved. I happen to believe this person is probably asking a question that sounds more like, Lord, is there room for me? Can I be saved? And you know something that's the most important question you will ever ask? Am I on my way to live with God in heaven? Well, now, instead of uh, dealing with the number of people saved, the Lord answers here in verse 24, strive to enter through the narrow door. Now, the verb for strive here doesn't mean you got to work your way in. The Greek word actually refers to being focused on where you're going. It was used in the days of our Lord as an athletic term we would use it this way. We would say, keep your eye on the ball. Well, Jesus says here, keep your eye on the narrow door. Now, the narrowness of the door doesn't speak so much about its size as it does its singularity. Beloved, the gospel is narrow. And that's because all truth is narrow. It's like my first grade math test, which I didn't enjoy. There's only one answer to two plus two. It's not five. It's never three. Let me tell you, math is narrow. So is that runway your pilot needs to land on. So is that prescription from the doctor's office. It's that prescription and not any other, or you could be in real trouble. Jesus said in John chapter 10, and verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. So the question is, are you humble enough to come his way on his terms? Well, here's a second truth about salvation. There's a time limit on the invitation. Jesus goes on to say here in verse 24, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Well, why not? The next verse tells us, When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. Now, Jesus is using a very common illustration from his generation. In those days, the city gates would be closed for the night. People returning to the city after dark had to find lodging outside the city walls, regardless of their their social standing or status. And the scene was true of a household closing its doors at night. So Jesus is saying, There's a time limit on on the offer of salvation, and the time to respond is now, today. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7 says, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Listen, uh, what makes you think that you can reject Jesus today, but you're going to want him 20 years from now? No, the truth is your heart is going to be 20 years harder than it is today. I think of Noah preaching to people for more than a century. Every year he preached, their hearts just grew harder. In fact, no one believed the flood was coming. And when God finally shut the door of the ark and the rain began to fall, well, then I'm sure everybody wanted in, but it was too late. The door was shut. Listen, if you're alive, there's still time but there's no guarantee that you'll be alive this same time tomorrow. Well, now, here's a third truth about salvation. Being familiar with the things of God doesn't make you a member of the family of God. Jesus says here in verse 26, Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and and you taught in our streets. Well, they're arguing here. We knew you, and we listened to you when you came into our village. But listen, being exposed to the truth of Christ doesn't mean you've accepted the truth about Christ. In fact, as one writer pointed out, if if knowing all about Jesus guaranteed somebody a place in heaven, Judas would be there on the front row. You see, hearing the gospel is not the same thing as believing the gospel and giving your life to Christ. Well, now, here's a fourth truth about salvation. Ignoring God's invitation will have eternal consequences. Jesus will one day say to those who've rejected him these very words that he says now here in verse 27. I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. We don't tend to think of rejecting Jesus as evil, but it is. In fact Jesus says here in verse 28 that they're now going to be cast out that is into hell which is described here as a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping is a sign of sadness and and gnashing of teeth is actually an expression of hatred. Psalm 35 verse 16. Beloved everyone in hell will be sad they're there but at the same time they will be filled with hatred. Toward God. But here's the good news. Again, if you're still alive, if you're still breathing, there's still time to avoid the judgment of God and eternal suffering in hell. But with that, here's the final truth about salvation. Number five you can accept his invitation no matter who you are or what you've done. Now, Jesus delivers a global invitation here in verse 29. And people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. In other words, all those entering through the door of salvation, Jesus says, are arriving from all four points of the compass, north, south, east, and west. And the Bible tells us that the inhabitants of heaven are from every tongue, tribe, and nation. In fact, they're from all around the world. So these are the wonderful truths about salvation. First, salvation demands a heart of humility. You come his way. You come on his terms. Second, there's a time limit on the offer of salvation. And let me tell you, Time is running out. Third, being familiar with the things of God doesn't mean you belong to the family of God. Fourth, ignoring God's invitation is going to have eternal consequences. But here's the good news. Number five, you can accept his invitation, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. Let me invite you right now to ask Jesus to forgive your sin to reserve a place for you in heaven one day. You know, the Bible says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and that includes you. Well, until we set sail again on our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: This is The Wisdom Journey with Stephen Davey. I want to tell you about a resource we have to help you understand the message of the gospel. If the gospel is something that you'd like to understand, or if you'd like a resource that you can use when talking to others, we can help you. You'll find it at wisdomonline.org forward slash gospel. Once again, visit wisdomonline.org forward slash gospel to access Stephen's resource called God's Wisdom for Your Heart. Do that today, then join us next time to continue the wisdom journey.